All right, well, pray for Brother Bell as he's coming in. What time is he supposed to be in, sister? Quarter till. I might be through preaching by then. We can all go home. All right. He'll be here the rest of the evening. He'll be there. All right. All right. Well, um, I've got a message on my heart this evening. I tried, it's not exactly what I wanted to preach, but I couldn't get away from the Lord working on me. And it's um, not a long message, but it's a message that, that, um, I've preached a couple of times, and the Lord seems to use it, and I just couldn't get get it off my mind. I tried to study something else and and to get ready. You know, I, I just thought something else might be better, but this is, I, I just can't get away from it. It's the Word of God, and um, uh, so turn your Bible, if you will, to the book of Proverbs, chapter number 24. Proverbs chapter 24. <clears throat> Let's go to the Lord in a word of prayer. Father, we want to thank you for the day you've given us. We want to thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your love that Brother Pollard has just sung about. And thank you, God, that, Lord, when we fail you and we mess up, and, Lord, that you still, you still love us, Lord. And, and, Lord, we can't comprehend or fathom such love, and, but we appreciate it. And, Lord, it's not that we love you, but it's that you first loved us. God, you gave yourself for us. Lord, you died for us in our place. And, Lord, we're... Lord, just so grateful, Lord, and help us, Lord, to ever be mindful, Lord, of all you've done for us, but not just for us. Lord, you died for the sin of the world. I want to thank you, God, for paying the sin price of not just me, but not just my family, God, but for for everybody. And, Lord, I pray that you'd help us to to get that message, Lord, to untold millions. Help us to be a better witness and a better uh, testimony, Lord, a brighter light in this dark day in which we live. God, thank you again for your love for us. We do pray again for the nation of Israel. You know what's going on there, and we know you're on the throne. You're in control. And, Lord, you said when these things uh, begin to come to pass, look up for your redemption draweth nigh. Lord, we're, we're looking to you. And, God, I pray that you'd help us keep our minds and our eyes stayed on you. Help us, Lord, to be found faithful, Lord, when you return. And, God, I pray that you just help us now tonight from your word. And, Lord, we'll thank you and praise you for it. We ask you in Jesus' name, amen. All right, Proverbs chapter number 24. Uh, let's begin reading. Let me find my verse here. Verse 13. Proverbs 24 and verse number 13. My son, eat thou honey. I like that verse. I like honey. Somebody gave me some sourwood honey the other day from the mountains of Elijah, and I've, been, I've, ate, I've ate half the jar of it. Amen. I like it. My son, eat thou honey. Because it is good, and the honeycomb which is sweet to thy taste, so shall the knowledge of wisdom be unto thy soul, which thou hast found, when thou hast found it. Then there shall be a reward, and thy expectations shall not be cut off. Lay not wait, O wicked man, against the dwelling of the righteous. Spoil not his resting place. For a just man falleth seven times, and riseth up again, but the wicked shall fall into mischief. Rejoice not when thine enemy falleth, and let not thine heart be glad when he stumbleth, lest the Lord see it, and it displease him, and he turn away his wrath from him. Fret not thyself because of evil men, neither be thou envious at the wicked. 
For there shall be no reward to the evil man. The candle of the wicked shall be put out. My son, fear thou the Lord and the king, and meddle not with them that are given to change. I want to take my verse, my text. Before I give you my text, I want to say that all men fall. We can see, we can go all the way back to Adam and Eve, and we can see the temptation that Satan dangled before uh, Eve, and the Bible says that Adam was with her, and they both fell. And the Bible tells us here, it mentions the word fall and falleth two times. If you look in verse number uh, 17, we see that the enemies, our enemies fall. It says, Rejoice not when thine enemy falleth. Look at the end of verse number 16. But the wicked shall fall into mischief. So our enemy falls. The Bible says that the, that the wicked fall. But look at the beginning of verse number 16. For a just man falleth seven times and riseth up again. Amen. I want to use the first part of verse number 16 as my text tonight. Now, this text that we've read here in verse 16, it says, For if a just man falleth seven times and riseth up again. I'd like to say that this verse is not a loophole. And it's not a license uh, to, to sin. It's not liberty to do what we want to do uh, and then to claim 1 John 1, 9. That's not what this is. Uh, the Bible tells us in Galatians chapter number 5 and verse number 13, For brethren, ye have been called unto liberty, only use not liberty for an occasion to the flesh, but by love serve one another. So my text here is the first part of verse number 16. For a just man falleth seven times. But then stop there. It says, and riseth up again. I want to preach on this topic tonight. The yo-yo. The yo-yo. Probably seems like an unusual topic, but I think we'll probably all identify with what I'm about to say. I'm not going now. When I was a boy, Daddy gave me one of those manual weeders. We called it a yo-yo. You know what I'm talking about? Go swings it back and forth. We cut the weed. That's not the kind of yo-yo I'm talking about. I'm talking about the kind of yo-yo that we played with as kids. It goes up and down. And we're sometimes like that. Yo-yos were like a lot, a lot of us are like that. Sometimes we're up, and sometimes we're down. Amen. Sometimes we're wound, and sometimes it seems we're unwound. Sometimes it, it seems, and there's days that we're right in the Master's hands. And some days it seems that we're sitting on the shelf not being used. A yo-yo. I want to give you several things that I see in our text tonight. And um, usually, sometimes I preach a topical message, but usually I preach uh, just from the text, and I like to go through the Scripture and see what the Word of God says. So um, first thing tonight, uh, just a uh, short introduction to get right to the message. First thing I'll uh, look at tonight, number one, I want to look at the person in the verse. Look at the person in the verse. Our verse says here, For a just man falleth seven times and riseth up again. Who is that person in the verse? Well, the Bible says he's a man. Says he's a man. He's not a baby. It's not a. It's not a. Not a youth. It's not a. It's not someone that's uh, crossed over to the other side. It's not an angel. 
The Bible says here it's a man. It's a man, it, and, and it's not, I don't think it's uh, specifically gender-related. Um, I think it covers both men and women. I, you say, when it says a man, brother, else why do you say that it covers both men and women? Because both men and women fall and mess up. Amen. I believe it's referring to mankind. Amen. For a just man falleth uh, seven times. Uh, you see, this man in our verse, he, he, he might have been a proud man at one time, but not right now. He's not a proud man. You see, the Bible tells us in Proverbs uh, 16 and verse number 18, pride goeth before destruction and a haughty spirit before fall. This man might have been haughty and proud at one time, but this man has fallen. This man has messed up. This man has been humbled. He's not a proud, haughty man. He, he, he might have been that way at one time. And, and pride does creep into our lives in various stages in the Christian life. And God help it not to stick. God help us to confess it and not, not to cultivate it. God help us to uh, get it right with Him and not to live uh, and be proud and arrogant. This man might have been proud at one time, like I said, but he's not right now. Uh, he said, this, this man, he, he isn't egotistical because he, he's messed up. He realized where he is in life. He realized he, he's fallen. He said, a just man falleth seven times. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 10 and verse number 12, Wherefore let him that thinketh he stand, take heed. Be careful. Take heed, lest he fall. None of Hey, there's greater, there's greater people than any of us ever been that, that bigger and gone further and done more for God than any of ever thought of that have fallen and messed up. The Bible says, Herefore a just man falleth seven times. And then he says, He riseth up again. This person is, this, this person's been humbled. He knows uh, what it's like uh, to fall. He knows what it's like uh, to mess up. He knows what it's like uh, to get back up. He knows what it's like to get right uh, with God. So we see the person in the verse, and the Bible says he's a man. Look at the second thing. I want to look at the position or the standing of the person in this verse. The Bible says here that he's a, a just man. He's a just man. You see that? He says, he says for a just man. It wasn't a sinner man. It's a just man. I'm glad uh, that we're all born into this world the same. We're all born in this world sinners that need the Lord Jesus Christ. We're all, none of us are born uh, uh, on our way to heaven. God doesn't accept our first birth. You do a study on twins uh, through the Bible. God always rejects that firstborn. That secondborn is the one that succeeds. Why? But it's a principle. It shows that God doesn't accept our first birth. He accepts our second birth. Amen. You see, I, I, was, I remember knocking on doors. Uh, we was on visitation in Australia, and we knocked on this lady that was living in the area where we lived. We knocked on her door, and she said, she said Sir, I, I'm not a sinner. I'm, I'm on my way to heaven. She said, I, I've always been a Christian. She said, I was born into a Christian home. She said, my daddy is a minister. I said, ma'am. She said, she said, I've never sinned. I said, ma'am, you just did sin. You just told a lie. Because we're all born in this world as sinners. You see, but this, this person here, he, he's been saved. The Bible says, for a just man. For a just man. He's a saved man. Why do you say that? Because the Bible says in Romans chapter number 5 and verse number 1, it says, therefore being justified by faith. Therefore being justified by faith, we have peace with God. Not for what, through what we've done, but through our Lord Jesus Christ. 
I'm glad we can have peace with God, not because of anything good that we may have done. It's because of all that He's done through the Lord Jesus Christ. This is a just man. It's a, this is a person that's experienced peace with God. Uh, it's a person that's on his way to heaven. They've been delivered from their lost condition. They've been, they, they had them burdened down and on the way to hell. I'm talking about saved people that we're talking about here. Uh, for a just man, for a just man, the Bible says here, falleth seven times. Saved people that are on their way to heaven, but still living here below. I mentioned it earlier, I think this morning, I'm glad I'm saved. My spirit's saved, my soul saved, but this body's not saved yet. You see, one day, my body's going to be saved. I'm, going, I'm, I'm on my way, not because of what I've done, but yet I'm still dealing with this flesh just as you are. Hey, we find, uh, we're, we're, you know, see, see, when we got saved, you, you talk about people with split personality. You talk about people with bipolar and things like that. There are some people that's chemically imbalanced that does have bipolar. I understand that. And, you know, pray for them. And, you know, you know the situation. But when we got saved, we became an individual with a split personality. We, had a, we got a man on the inside that wants to do right and live for God. And we, want the, we got this flesh on the outside. Uh-uh, I don't want to do that. It's a split personality. I'm talking about saved people on their way to heaven, but living in this world below, living here in this flesh. We have a new nature that's willing and wanting to do right. But we have an old nature that's weak when it comes to temptation. The Bible says in Matthew 26 and verse number 41, Watch and pray that you enter not into temptation. For the, the spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. You think about the Apostle Paul. In the book of Romans, I mean, you think about what a great Christian he was. And it gives comfort to me that, that he struggled with his flesh. The Bible says in Romans chapter number 7 and verse number 15, he said, For that which I do, he said, I allow not. For, that, for, for what I would, that do I not. But what I hate, that I do. He said, If then I do that which I would not, I consider the law that is good. Now then, it is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. For I know that in me that is in my flesh dwelleth no good thing. For to will is present with me. But how to perform that which is good I find not. For the good that I would I do not, but the evil which I would not, that I do. Verse 24, he said, O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? Hey, it's nothing new. You're, you say, I'm struggling, Brother Ellis, in this Christian life. It's nothing new. Uh, Paul struggled with it. God let him allow. I believe he wrote 14 books of the Bible. But we find here uh, that, that um, he struggled with it. And if the greatest Christian on earth probably struggled with it, what makes you and I think that we're not going to struggle with it? I'm talking about the position or the standing of this man. He's a just man. And thirdly, I want you to look back at our verse, Proverbs chapter number 24 and verse number 16 again. I want to look at the problem in the verse. What is the problem in the verse? Well, it's plain to see right there that he falleth seven times. He falleth seven times. I've heard people that claim that they go days without sinning. Only problem with that, I've got a Bible. Because the Bible says, 
whatsoever is not of faith is sin. The Bible says, to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him it is sin. The Bible says that all unrighteousness is sin. You see, I, I don't think that we can just go, there, there, you know, there, I might be able to go a few hours or something not having a bad thought come to my head or, you know, something, you know. I might be able to go, uh, you know, I might be able to sin less, but I'm not going to be sinless. You see, God works in our life and God shows us uh, the different things. Uh, and we see here uh, that, that, that there's this just man, he said, for a just man falleth seven times. Seven times. But our Bible says, here that he riseth up again. You notice here that he says seven times. I really, I really wonder, church, I really wonder if this is not talking about falling seven times in one day. I've messed up more than seven times in one day before. Amen. Yeah. Listen to these verses here. You can turn if you want, Matthew chapter number 18. Matthew chapter number 18, verse number 21. The Bible says here, Then Peter came to him, meaning Jesus, and said, Lord, how oft shall my brother sin against me? How oft shall my brother sin against me? And I forgive him. Till seven times, he says. Jesus saith unto him, I say not unto thee until seven times, but until seventy times seven. So we see here that, that Peter is asking this question to the Lord. And, and then again in Luke chapter number 17, he says, And if he trespass against thee seven times in a day, and in, a, and in seven times in a day turn again to thee, saying, I repent. He said, I shall for, he said, he said, thou shalt forgive him. You see, here we see, here we see the problem uh, in, in our verse. And it's, he, he falls seven times. And Peter said, how often shall I ask this? How, how often am I supposed to forgive this, this brother? Because he keeps sinning against me over and over and over again. He said, not, not until, Jesus said, 490 times. 70 yeah, times seven. Amen. So, a just man follows seven times, but he rises up again. So, the problem here in our verse, he follows seven times. I see, I see several things when I look at the words. Falleth seven times. Times. For a just man falleth seven times. Several things I see here when I look at those three words, falleth seven times. I see temptation. I've been recently, the uh, Lord's given me a message on temptation. I don't know if I preach it this week or not, but, um, but when I look at those three words, falleth seven times, I see temptation in those verses, those words. Bible, the Bible um, gives us that great verse of Scripture in 1 Corinthians chapter number 10 and verse number 13. It says, There hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you're able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape that you may be able to bear it. The Bible tells us here that temptation is common to man. You say, I've been tempted, brother else. Temptation's coming my way. Let me tell you that temptation's not sin. Amen. It can lead to sin, right. but temptation's not sin. 
You say, well, why do you say that, brother? That's because the Bible says that Jesus was tempted in all points like as we are, yet without sin. He did not, he, did, he could not sin. He did not sin. But here in these, but we, when we are tempted, when we're drawn away of our own lust, when we concede to the flesh, when we choose uh, to do wrong instead of doing right, it, temptation leads to sin. So I see, when I see the word follow seven times, I see temptation. And temptation is common. It's common in the fact that it happens to us every day. It's common in the fact uh, that it happens every person. It happens every day. Temptation is no respecter of person. In order to fall, there must be temptation. Something else I see in these words, falleth seven times, I see opportunity. Opportunity. One can usually handle opportunity if they're not tempted. Usually one can handle temptation if they don't have opportunity. But I like what Brother Lou used to tell us in Bible college that he always prayed. He said, he said, I pray that temptation and opportunity never show up at my house at the same time. Because our flesh is weak. Our flesh is weak. I see opportunities in these words. Not only that, I see yielding to sin in these words. Falleth seven times. The Bible says in Romans 6 and verse number 16, it's a question. The whole verse is a question. It says, Know ye not that to whom you, sell, whom you yield yourselves servants to obey, his servants ye are, to whom you obey, whether of sin unto death or of obedience unto righteousness. When temptation comes our way and when things come our way and we have a decision to make, which way we're going to yield, which way we're going to uh, get. In Australia, we have the same road sign we have here, that, that red triangular upside down sign that says yield. In Australia, it's the same red triangular sign with the white ribbon around it, but it doesn't say yield on it. It says, give way. Give way. Right. When, when, when I see, an, when I'm tempted and I got an opportunity over here and, and I got an issue or I got something going on and, and I got a choice that I can go wrong or I can turn and I say, no, I'm going to yield myself to God and I'm not going to do that. Amen. I'm not going to do that. We got a choice. We're going to yield to righteousness or we're going to yield ourselves into sin. Yielding. Choices. Which way will you yield? When I look at these words seven times, fall at seven times, I see repetition. Repetition. Every one of us have a sin that easily besets us. Turn your Bibles, please, to the book of Hebrews, chapter number 12. Hebrews, chapter number 12. I think I mentioned this verse this morning, but I want, I want us to look at it. Hebrews chapter number 12 and verse number 1. Wherefore seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. 
Some people believe that's the sin of unbelief or sin, you know, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't really believe that. I believe each person Amen. has a sin yes, that they deal with right. that is, they are easily, that easily knocks them off course. This, it, look what the Bible says here. Right. It says, it says the sin, every, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us. Right. We, every one of us has got something. And, and it's, if, you, if you started writing them down on a, on a blank piece of paper and signing nobody's name to it, and you mix it up in the pot and you start drawing it out, probably every one of us got it. probably different. Right. Some of us could be the same. But here we see in these verses, a just man falleth seven times. Seven times. When I look at those words seven times, I see repetition in there. And, and, and you know, we can, we can look all around us uh, in the world that we're living in today, and we can, see, we can see a bunch of problems, many problems. And we think, you know, if I was in Washington, or if, you know, I'd straighten that mess out real quick. Oh, yeah, we'd probably get sunk. We, we, we probably have some good ideas. We might have some good uh, things that we think would look better, and it might. But um, uh, what I'm trying to say is the problems, the real problem is us. Right. It's this flesh. Amen. It's me. It's you. It's not, you know, we, I, I mentioned the old, old hymn this morning. It's not my brother, not my sister, but it's, it's me, O oh Lord. Right. It's me. Right. It's me, O oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. You know, as I find in my life, it's happened so many times. Uh, if, if, I'm, if, I'm, if I have a tendency to, to get away from the Lord, I start seeing the faults of others. But when I'm close to the Lord, and I'm drawing nigh to the Lord, and I'm walking with Him like I should, I see me. I see my problems. I see, I see my, my sin. I see repetition in these words. Seven times. So we've looked at the person in the text. We've looked, he's a man. We've looked in the position of the text. He's a just man. We see the problem in the text that he follows seven times. But number four tonight, I want us to look at the priority in the text. Back in our verse, Proverbs chapter number 24, and verse number 16, it says he didn't fall down and stay down. It said that he riseth up, Again, I believe this is evidence of salvation. I really do. Okay, you fell. You messed up. You pulled, you pulled, you know, whatever you did, whatever you thought, whatever you said, wherever you went, whatever you did, you know, uh, whatever it might have been. Who hasn't? Get back up. Get back up. Don't stay down. Getting up is a characteristic of a saved man. You see, don't, don't stay down. Confess it. Get it right. 1 John 1, 9 says, If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from... What's the next word? All. All. All unrighteousness. Don't, don't ignore 1 John 1, 9 uh, when there's sin in your life. Get it right. The Bible says in Proverbs 28 and verse number 13, He that covereth his sins shall not prosper, but whosoever confesseth and forsaketh them shall have mercy. I'm glad for those verses. You see, there's three, three great enemies uh, to the child of God, and we refer to them as the flesh, the world, and the devil. And the flesh uh, will pull you down. It's our enemy. 
The Bible tells us in Galatians 5 and verse number 17, For the flesh lusteth against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. You see, that's warfare. Spirit, flesh. It's the spirit, it goes, it says the flesh lusteth against the, fle- the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one to another so that you cannot do the things that you would. You see, the flesh will try to pull you down. It's our enemy. And the world will try to hold you down once it gets you down. The world will try to hold you down and to keep you there and to keep you from getting up. Uh, but the devil will try to keep you down. There's the flesh and there's the world. The flesh will pull you down. The world will hold you down. The devil wants to keep you down, but the Holy Spirit, thank God, God will help you up again. For a just man falleth seven times. And it says, but he riseth up again. We're talking about the flesh. In the flesh, in our flesh, we deal with many problems like pride and anger and temptation and imagination and unforgiveness. And the list can go on and on. In this world, we face all kinds of peer pressure. We, fight, we, fight, we find uh, peer pressure. There's, you know, just because uh, some other, quote, child of God is doing something or, they, or it, they, you think that they're doing that it's okay. Hey, if this Bible says it's not right, it's not right. There's peer pressure that we face. There's family pressure that we face. There's financial pressures that we face. You see, the world, in the world we face all kind of pressure and the devil is constantly attacking the child of God through discouragement and through uh, depression and by pointing out our past mistakes and failures. Hey, I'm glad that when, when the devil uh, tries to remind me of all that I have messed up, I like to start reminding him, hey, buddy, you know where you're going? You know where you're going to end up? You know what's going on? You know with the Wayne Henderson? Do you know Brother Wayne? Do you, do you, did you know Brother Wayne Henderson? Well, he taught me in Bible college, and, and Brother Wayne was a great man of God, and he had a um, he had an old Bronco that he used to work on when we was in Bible college, and he said he was working on that Bronco, and he's under that Bronco, and he, and 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 the wrench kept slipping off, and he busted his knuckles, I think, more than once, and um, and it's just one of them days the devil was having a day with him, and his wrench went plumb out of there, out of reach, and he had to get off the creeper to get over to get it, and he finally said, "Devil." You know, the Bible says God so loved the world. And he said, devil, if you, if you just repent and get right with God, if you, just, if you just, you know, call on him, he might even just save you, devil. You know what Brother Wayne said? He said, you know, the devil left me alone. He left me alone. I don't know if the Lord would save the devil or not, but I'm telling you, he can't handle the blood. The Bible says in the book of Revelation, and they overcame him, talking about the devil, by the blood of the lamb and by the word of the testimonies, and they loved not their lives unto death. The devil start bothering you, start quoting verses on the blood. Start memorizing you some verses on the blood. Start giving your testimony out somehow. Somebody, they overcame him by the blood of the lamb, by the word of the testimony. <clears throat> when the devil starts reminding you of your past, remind him of his future. Remember, he's a liar. He's a liar and the father of it. John 8, 44 says, You of your father the devil, and the lust of your father you will do. He was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth, because there's no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he's a liar and the father of it. You see, we're talking about how the devil wants to hold us down and keep us down. But the Holy Spirit is our comforter. He's a comforter. He comforts us through the Word of God. He comforts us through prayer. He comforts us through forgiveness and peace. He gives us comfort by letting us be used of God again even after we've fallen seven times. You say, I, I messed up, brother, so many times. Join the club. I'm, I'm in the club of the messed up so many times. You say, well, I don't know about that, brother. I've messed up so much. Ask Peter about it. 
Ask, ask Brother Peter about it. I'm glad God put Peter in the Bible. I can identify with Peter. When you start talking about uh, Daniel and Joseph, those men are very good examples of the Christian life, very uh, you know, high, and you can't find a mark hardly against them. Right. If there was only men like that recording the Bible, I'd think, did I really get saved? Right. Did I really get saved? Right. Dave, God recorded David's sin and mistakes in the Word of God. Right. For a just man falleth seven times, but he don't stay down. He don't stay down. He gets back up. He gives us comfort by being used again. So we look at the person. He's a man. You look at the position. He's a just man. We look at the problem. He falls seven times. We look at the priority. He rises up again. But I want to look at the last thing. I want to look at potential in this verse. And it's the last word in the first part of the verse. It's again. It's again. Again. I see several things when I look at the word again. <clears throat> I see recognition when I see the word again. You and I will never get back up. You and I will never get back up after we fall unless we admit we got a problem. I see recognition. You see, the person that's never wrong, have you met those people before? The person that's never wrong? The person that's never wrong can never be right. The Bible says in 1 John 1, 8, if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. You see, I see recognition in the Word again. And if, if we're going to get back up, we're going to have to recognize, God, man, I messed up. I'm sorry. I, I, I need you to forgive me. I don't want to do that again, Lord. And, and you may confess some sins just like that one, but if you mess up and you confess that sin, whatever that sin might be, whether it was a thought, whether it was a word, whether it was <clears throat> looking at something uh, in the wrong way or thinking about something or whatever, list of things go on and on. You may, you may commit another sin like that, but if you confess that sin, that sin is on the blood and it's gone. Amen. It's gone. I, I like... I'm going to, I don't have it in my notes, but it's coming to mind. I'm going to turn over here to the book of 1 John. 1 John. First John 1 John 1.7 But if we, walk, if we walk in the light as He is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, His Son, cleanseth, us from all sin. That's present action. Cleanseth. Continual cleansing. It's not, I got saved and God forgave me my sin and all these sins that I've, I've done after I've got saved I won't have to deal with later. No, if you'll confess them and get right, He'll continue to cleanse you from the, word, from the blood. That's what that verse says right there. I see recognition when I look at the word again. If a just man falleth seven times, but he riseth up again, I see recognition. But not only that, I see return. Return in the word again. It reminds me of the prodigal son. Now, I believe the prodigal son was lost. Uh, there, there, was a lost there was a lost coin. There was, a, there was a, the lost sheep. And then there was, the, there was the lost son. But um, uh, that's uh, you know, my opinion. I believe I'm right. Uh, but it says here uh, that in it reminds, we, we see the look the word again. I mean, it reminds me of return. And when you look at that prodigal son there in Luke chapter number fifteen, 
before he ever come back to his father, it said he came to himself. He came to himself. He realized where he was. He realized what was going on. He, before he came to his father, he came to himself. It reminds me, when I look at the word again, it reminds me of repentance. Repentance. For a just man falleth seven times, but he riseth up again. Repenting. I mentioned this morning that David repented over and over in, th in through the Psalms. That's why he was a man after God's own heart. That's why, that's why Saul failed and that's why David succeeded even though David was a murderer and adulterer and he covered up all those different things because he kept coming back and getting right with God. I see repentance. But lastly, when I look at the word again, I see the potential of revival. You know what the psalmist said when he, in Psalm 85, verse number 6? He said, Wilt thou not revive us again? Amen. God, I need your help again. Yes. Lord, I'm in this rut again. I've messed up again. God, I need, some, I need you to revive my heart. I need you to revive my soul. I need you to help me. I need you to give me strength. I need you to revive me. You see, you can't revive something that's dead. You see, when we were lost, the Bible says we were dead in our, in our trespasses and sin. You see, but when we got saved, the Bible says He quickened us. He quickened us. When I was a boy, my nanny, uh, she, I'd have a hangnail or a piece of skin hanging up. And she said, no, don't pick that. She said, you'll get that in a quick. You know what she meant? If you picked it, you know what she meant. It's down there where the flesh is alive. I wasn't talking about that layer of, layer of skin up there that's continually dying. She said, don't pick that. She said, the Bible tells us that He's quickened us. He's made us alive. You see, you see, when 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 I see when I look at that word again, it reminds me uh, of revival and how that we need to God to come in and revive us. Because hey, yes, we've been saved. Yes, we're alive. But hey, so many times we can get to the point to where where we're struggling and when we're uh, down and we get our eyes on the things of this world, we get our eyes off of God. Hey, we need to get our eyes on Him. I tell you, He is soon to return. God help us. Wilt thou not revive us again? Why? That thy people, that thy people may rejoice in thee. When we stay down, we end up having a pity party. I was, I was down the dumps one time, and my mom's such a wise person. She, she, she picked up on it, and she said, she said, you know, the only person that comes to a pity party is you. I thought, yeah, you're pretty, pretty right there, mama. The only person that comes to a pity party is you. When I look at this verse, I'm not saying that we have a license or a liberty to sin. But when you mess up, when we sin, we, we know it. Don't stay there. Don't stay there. There's lost people. There's this lost world all around us. And we are the only Bible that some people will, only, will ever read. Bible says that you're living epistles. The word epistle means a letter. You're living epistles known and read of all men. The Bible says that, that we're the light of the world. city that is set on the hill cannot be hid. And we're living, he says that we're light and we're salt. And God help us to be a brighter light and more savory in this dark and unsavory world in which we live. God help us. God help us. Yeah, I messed up. I need you to forgive me. 
It, it, may, it, may take, it, may mean, it may mean coming and asking somebody to forgive you for something you've done, for something you said. It may be between you and God, but get it right. Don't stay there, for a just man falleth seven times. That just man don't stay down. He riseth up again. Rises up again. Let's stand with our heads bowed and our eyes closed tonight.